Disney Vault Talk is brought to you by Tops and the Star Wars Card Trader app. Top Star Wars Card Trader app that you can find on the App Store or in Google Play. Teresa, are you doing that again? I am. All right. That's one. I just got back in and I have, I have, just so you know, I have still have a card score of almost an 83. All right. And I have 20,000 cards and I'm chasing galactic fun right now. So if anybody has those inserts and they don't want them. All right. Things that could have been saved for the mid roll, but here we go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we thank tops for their support of Disney vault talk. Flying by on the From magical movies. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. To unforgettable adventures. Well, once there was a princess. I'm an outlaw, that's what. That's no life for a lovely lady always on the run. From the thrill of the theater to the comfort of your home. Do you want to build a snowman? You can always count on something new from Disney. That's why they call me Thumper. For the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stuff. Look, have I got it? The magic feather. Now you can fly. Ohana means family. Just a sec. Buzz, will you get up here and give me a hand? <laughs> I'm taking you to someplace pretty special. You won't find him here. <laughs> the king has returned. Join us for discussion and commentary as we open the Disney Vault with your hosts, Steve Glosson and Teresa Delgado. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Vault Talk, the most magical podcast in the Goliverse. Yay, nay, <laughs> on the internet. My name is Steve Glosson. Glad to be along with you. As we are now beyond the time of um, the animated films proper, the canonical films, if you will, of Disney Animation Studios. And now we look ahead to uh, jumping into Pixar. But before we do all that, we thought it would be a great opportunity to uh, close out and clear out the mailbag and uh, take a look back at some of our favorite moments of the past 66 episodes as we get into this particular episode, I'm not doing it alone, though. It's not a clip show. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, with me, as always, is the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk. Uh, she hails from the great state of Texas. She is the lovely, the powerful. Wait, I, you think I'd get it? One take, Lawson. She's the lovely, the talented, the powerful. Teresa Delgado. Hello, Teresa. How how it's going? How it's going? I feel like cotton candy. Everybody, get ready. Pixar, we're going. We're headed into Pixar World. 
Sing it out if you know it, wherever you're at. Slow down and you're gonna crash. Baby, you were screaming, it's a blast, blast, blast. Look out, baby, you got your blinders on. Everybody's looking for a way to get real gone, real gone. Woo! All right, I'm fired up. How about you? Woo! <laughs> you sound fired up. <laughs> How fired up do I sound? Uh, that's what I'm saying. You, I was being a little bit sarcastic there. Saying well, you... yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I mean, it's Order 66 tonight. Oh, yeah. Execute them. Execute. <laughs> Order 66. Wipe them out. All Wipe of them, them out. Yeah. Lord Vader. Do what hey, must be done, Lord Speaking Vader. of Star Wars. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> See? That's why you shouldn't Palpatine. <coughs> I'm not Sheev, I'm Steve. <laughs> We're getting a new trilogy, Steve. And I totally called this. I remember when we talked about it, right. about the streaming service, mm-hmm. live action TV show to debut yeah. on the Disney streaming service. Somebody pay me money. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody. Hey. Hey. Hey, over there. Somebody pay me money. Pay me some money. Yeah, you did call it, and uh, well played. Yeah, uh, Ryan Johnson will be helming up a trilogy of movies that it, I guess those are going to, straight to the streaming service, right? No, I don't think so. I oh, think those are going to be theatrical. I think they're actual movies. Oh, so they're going to be like Star Wars stories. Yeah. Okay. But, but different-ish? I don't know. I really don't know. What if Ryan Johnson's doing the time. Obi-Wan trilogy? Oh, how freaking amazing would that be? Well, we'll have to wait and see if Last Jedi is any good. Um, I bet you it is. Apparently, they they feel like it is, and they've got a lot of faith in Ryan Johnson. Apparently, of all the directors they've hired, Ryan Johnson has played the best ball with Lucasfilm. (laughs) You know, I I mean, apparently he towed the company line and did everything right how they wanted him to do it. And I really am hopeful that Last Jedi is really good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, And I'm really intrigued by this news of a a trilogy, a, a standalone trilogy. As well as the live action TV series news, I I understand that you know they're doing this to kind of promote further Ryan Johnson's involvement in the Last Jedi, but it does seem like I, I saw author Adam Bray, good friend of the show, Adam Bray, um, he tweeted you know he was kind of confused about the timing that the timing didn't make a lot of sense to him, um, you know as to why they would choose now to put that out there, especially with you know the streaming service still over a year out. Well, you never know. I mean, we don't know what's going on in the business. Mm-hmm. We're not Bob Iger. And he may have a very good, perfectly sound reason. I mean, it was with their shareholder call. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's something to help with the fact that it they're trying to buy 20th Century Fox. I don't, I don't know. Well, the 20th Century uh, Fox thing is apparently over and done. Oh, so they're not buying it? No, no, no. <laughs> That that has apparently been something that was in talks. Fox, twenty first century Fox apparently wanted to sell off most of their assets outside of like television, studio, and news. I think I, they wanted to get rid of the sport. Oh, they definitely don't want to get rid of Fox News. No, I don't know what would happen? All the all the non fake news would disappear. Careful now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> People don't like you to get political on these shows. <laughs> so, um, That's it. I'm gonna say, but uh, but it was mostly they were looking at selling off some of their properties and and movie studios and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and um, 
and and so I guess they opted not to. And a lot of people were getting excited, especially Marvel fans, for the oh, potential. I know, we would have gotten the X Men back, damn it! And the, wow, and the Fantastic Four. Um, oh yeah, those two. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, calm down now. Just because you've never read the Fantastic Four and love them. Hey, like, I've uh, seen the other Fantastic Four movies. Right, but those aren't great representations of no, what the Fantastic not. Four is. So, no. um. Hey, I saw a review today, I guess, of somebody who saw Justice League. Mm-hmm. And they said it was pretty good. It did have its faults or whatever, but overall, it was actually really good. And you care about the characters or whatever. Great. And my response, not actually on Twitter, but just talking to my phone, was uh huh. <laughs> I tell you, I am looking forward to Justice League, actually. Um,. I don't think I'm as jazzed for it as I was for Thor Ragnarok, but I am I am looking forward to it. Thor Ragnarok was really good. By the way, as we were getting ready to start the show and we were playing music prior to the shows we often do on Mixer.com slash Goldiverse, uh, our friend Carissa posted uh, a video of her children dancing in the kitchen to Disney Vault Talk. Oh, how cute. Yeah. Where was that? Um, it's on our Facebook group. Oh, it is? They're singing along with You're Welcome. And then, <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. And then oh, what? And what's really great is at one point you can hear kids in the background, and then when she turns the phone around to them to actually film, the, her daughter just shuts up. Like, I mean, immediately. It was a fantastic reaction. So thanks, Carissa, for posting that. That's good stuff. We love getting, um, we love getting uh, dancing videos from everybody. Oh, it's so cute. I love yeah. everything about this. Yeah, so um, so that was good times. And that's kind of what this show is going to be. It's going to be just a bunch of talking about what you guys have had to say and talking about uh, where we're headed and what we've been doing and uh, what we're going to do. So, um, Teresa, you kind of freaked everybody out, or I guess I did because I'm the one that posted the description. Uh, what? Of the what last, do you mean? Of the last episode. Um like going in, it was like, "What will we do oh. now?" This is the last one, and there were people oh, who, I no. guess, they just read the. I purposely dis- put it out there on the Gulliverse and on Twitter like that. I was like, hashtag the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally the best thing ever. And I and I appreciate everyone being upset, you know, that we weren't going to move forward, even though we were, and it was said so in the in the show. Um, yeah, people on Twitter were like, you're ending, and I was like, listen to the episode. And then people were like, oh. I was like, I'm not going to tell you. But I also feel like we've already put that out before, though. And so, on the one hand, I really appreciate all the worry that we're not going to be doing it. But on the other hand, it's like, where have you been? Do you not listen to us when we talk? <laughs> you know, it's kind of a mixed emotions going on there with things. I don't know. I think we did a good job with the fake out. Yeah. It was It was fun. So I don't know what to do, Teresa. Do I play the mail song or? Mm, well, mail's in the middle. Okay. Mail's in the middle. Let's, I know, for this. So we're going to start mm-hmm. with our top 10 favorite things or moments in the podcast of the Disney animated canon. So pick a song, maybe, mm-hmm. that's from the Disney animated canon. You can surprise me because mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to pick. Well, yeah, I don't either because hey, that's uh, 
That's, that's not... on the fly. Yeah. All right. So by the seat of our pants. All right. Um, okay, here we go. All right, here we go. I think that's appropriate because when we did our top ten, that was our favorite of all the movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It, but it's since changed for you. It, well, yes, but that's okay. No, yeah. it is fine. It's okay. Oh. There's penguins on oh. my body. Oh my god! Oh my god! There's penguins on my body. Oh my god. <laughs> You know what? Before we jump into this, okay. because we got w- between the last time that we talked, mm-hmm. we got the cast for the live-action Lion King. Mm. Oh, and right. So hold this, on. This is insane. Watch, 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 do the news it. bumper. Watch yourself. Oh, who goes there? Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch out, my boy. Disney Watch. All right. All right. Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. He plays Old Simba, Lando right? Lando himself. Is he Simba? He's Simba. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. I'm actually really Is, excited. I know. Look, real quickly. I know that you said live action Lion well, King. Well, we know it's like CGI, but it's not really live action Lion King. I really don't know what this is going to be. It's the remake of Lion King done with computer-generated imagery. And, like, on actual Earth. Are they, though? Because they used a lot of blue screen. They used a lot of blue screen for Jungle Book. I don't know. I have no idea. I think it's just going to be Jungle Book. Okay. Beyonce is going to be Nala. Mm -hmm. I'm actually kind of excited about that. She's going to bring Nala some sass. Now, this came as a shocker. PNG again. Like, Nala I, already I, has sass. PNG again. PNG again. I, I couldn't believe that they cast this person for this role, but James Earl Jones is going to be Mufasa. Oh, I thought you were about to tell me James Earl Jones is going to be Eddie. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, they're, so what they're doing is basically just pulling his lines from the original cartoon, and, not, and they're not even going to bring him in. No, I bet you they really do. Okay. He's got to have new... It can't just be the exact same thing. Everything the life touches. Is our kingdom. Is our kingdom. Okay. I don't know how to say his name. Mm-hmm. But he was in Doctor Strange, I think. I don't have a... Um, I don't have a list of the cast to... Uh... Oh. Chiwito... Ezio for? Oh wow, good good work. She whittle. She whittle. Is that what you said? She whittle. I think it's. Is it not Chitway? I don't. I don't know. Let me pull this up here. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to say that name either. I don't know, but um, I just tapped the wrong thing and I completely lost what I was looking at. Let me see. Because I was going to send you the link. I've got it. I've pulled it up now. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm going to help you out here, Teresa, if I can. Okay. On this. Um, Here we go. How to pronounce his name. Here we go. Ambulance. (laughs) 
Chuatel at G4. There we go. Is going to be Scar. Chuatel at G4. I don't think that's right. <laughs> Alfrey Woodard is Sarabi. Let's see. Uh, John Oliver. This is the greatest. Chuatel at G4. Chiwetel Ejiofor. So Chiwetel Ejiofor. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. John Oliver is Zazu. This is probably the best of all the casting. You think so? He's so funny. Is he? For me, he is. Is he a funny guy? I don't know. He's. I mean, anyone can be snarky. All right, Billy Eichner is Timon, and Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. That is good. Like yeah. that's a good to me. Billy Eichner was probably one of the better, better choices, um, especially for Timon. Timon, that's how. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's how Michael Jackson pronounced his name. Timon. All right, John Connie is Rafiki, and he is in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And let's see, Eric Andre is Azizi. So um, this is going to be one of the one of the hyenas. Mm -hmm. So a different named hyena. Florence Kazumba is Shinzi, and the other the other hyena is Keegan Michael Key, and his name's going to be Kamari. Hmm. And then J.D. McCrary is Young Simba, and Shahadi Wright Joseph is Young Nala. J.D. McCrary, I heard. Like on an Instagram video singing, not Star not Star Wars, not Lion King, but just singing. Mm -hmm. That kid has some pipes. Oh wow. So So he'll be breaking out some just can't wait to be king. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the we've got the Lion King. That's all I'm saying. We I don't we'll see let's just see how it goes, okay? <coughs> I I just I don't know. Let's let's be optimistic. I am. No, you're not. I'm optimistic that we are that I already have the Lion King <laughs> in my collection. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. I feel like I've got this vocal thing going on right now, and it really helps me do a good James Earl Jones. Have you been sick? Yes, and now it's it's kind of come back on. Gives you that growly yeah, voice. The, that what voice was that? Growly. I've been sick too. Yeah. Hush. Hush. <laughs> hush. 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 Remember that song? No. Okay. It was. I what forget song who is that? that? Hush. Hush. That was a. Was that a Wilson Phillips song? I'm not really sure. No, that was a Paul Abdul. Rush. Rush. Not hush. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Hmm. Okay, so I just want to talk about that because gotcha. I was really excited about the cast. So anyway, mm -hmm. back to our top five favorite, or top five, top ten favorite things or moments from the podcast or the Disney animated canon, Lion King. Wait, what now? Oh, I thought you were going to play the song again, so I was oh, kidding I, you. Oh, so it was Lion King. Okay, hold on. All right, so this is like five from me, five from you, correct? This right. isn't like a top ten of no. 
both of our top tens. Okay. And I don't think mine are in order either. Okay. I just bullet pointed them, and then I saw you did numbers, and then I went, oh, crud. Mm-hmm. So. I just did numbers just to do numbers. There's no okay. there's no right or wrong way to do this. No. All right, so like we said, it can be stuff from the actual films or things from the show. So um, my number five is going to be the voice acting cast that they got for like all these movies is amazing. For all of them, every single one. I mean, I think when I think back on it, especially like all the older ones, mm -hmm. I feel like the voice casting was just perfect because I don't know why, but those characters are who their voices are, you know, because right, I grew right. up with them. Yep. So it just feels like it was just the right person. And then as we get into the more modern ones that I can actually think about the casting that they did, they did a really good job of picking good people. And the one thing that Disney typically does that a lot of other movie studios do not do is Disney seems to pick the people they think are going to be right for the role as opposed to just picking up every popular actor who needs a job. Right. This isn't this isn't uh, DreamWorks getting Eddie Murphy to do the donkey voice. Right. Or or even like the like in the Trolls movie and then some of the more recent ones, they just the whole cast. I think Smurfs like every single person was some you know, A or B list celebrity that mm -hmm. didn't have a movie coming out or right, whatever. Right. Like they needed extra money, you know. So it's like here, <laughs> so let they me, went and got some of the, a voice actor. So they went and got some of that uh, Smurfs, that Smurfs money. Yeah, you know, it's just one, like I think James Arnold Taylor has says it. Like voice acting is a real job and it's a hard job and not anybody can do it. And when they just get these people who've never voice acted before and they're just celebrities to do voices because it's a name to bring them into the movie. That doesn't necessarily mean that the movie's going to be any good. Right. Or that the voices are going to be good or whatever. I don't like voice acting being treated like it's not a skill. Or right. And I think most voice actors would agree with you on that frustration. Yes. So props to Disney for actually getting people who might be able to do the job. Mhm. Mm like The well, Rock. Like The Rock. Or Beyonce. Or Jonathan Taylor. Like as, like, as we speak. Like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> oh, jeez. Although, his voice was kind of perfect for Little Simba. That's true. It was. Like Matthew Broderick. He did a good job as Big Simba. Just making sure. Because Big Simba was like kind of whiny, sort of like Luke in A New Hope, you know? Mm -hmm. Like kind of whiny. You mean sort but... of like Luke in A New Jedi. I've seen this power before. Now I'm scared. <laughs> He doesn't sound like that. Oh, okay. I mean, like, kind of, but make it just a little deeper. It does now. <laughs> Didn't scare me then. It does now. You game. That's like South Park. I know. I just went into Cartman all of a sudden. <laughs> so you love the you love the voice acting. Yeah. Um, I one of my top favorite things. Or moments of the Disney animated... I thought you meant, like, from our show. Oh. I kind of just did both. So, uh, 
honestly, really the whole episode, because I was really proud of my sister for bringing it for the Little Mermaid episode. But the, oh my God, there's penguins on my body, just owned me. Yes. And it owns me to this day. And that was such a fun, funny episode to watch her, like, look around as though she were actually talking to a crowd of people. To be in the room with her as she was like, thank you for having me, and looking around as though she were talking to people in an audience. Um, and just just the fun we had on that episode was just fantastic to me. And and so that that one that one goes down as one of my favorite moments in our in our little in great. our little show. That, yeah. That whole that whole thing was just like super fun. It was really good. Also, how about Matthew Broderick sounds perpetually like a teenager and like he's sixty. Oh, and he's <laughs> like sixty. He does. His voice hasn't changed. That's true, Carissa. He does still sound like a teenager and he's like sixty years old now. Yeah. Hmm. All right. No Ferris Bueller. Number four. Number four is something that it's like, I'm really glad that we did all of it, but at the same time, I'm really going to miss it moving forward. Mm -hmm. All the music. Yeah. Because Pixar isn't full of music. Right. Pixar is not known for its musical cues and its fun little musical ditties and stuff the way that you know the disney movies are and that's true yeah we have had some fun time singing some songs and stuff yeah so the musical vibe of the original animated canon is pretty much the best and you know it's funny i was like okay i'm gonna pick a song off the top of my head when i say this one and whichever one comes up is like the one that matters the most to me right Mm -hmm. at this moment and the one that comes up is the opener to Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> and what oh. was that one? Cusco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You talking about this one here? That's me as a baby. <laughs> Let's move ahead. There are despots and dictators, political manipulators. There are bluebirds with the intellects of fleas. There are kings and catty tyrants who are so lacking in refinements. Maybe better see this ringing from the tree. He was born and raised to rule. No one has ever been as cool. In a thousand years of aristocracy. An enigma and a mystery in Mesoamerican history. The quintessence of perfection, that is he. Okay, this is the real me. Not this. This. Not this. The llama. Loser. Watch out for my butt. So, though, that's not even from this. Oh. Are you sure? Oh, well. So, you know, people were talking about in the chat about how the... the Pixar movies have music. It's like their soundtracks. They do, which is great. 
but they don't have what the animated canon has, which is that musical vibe, and you get all of these big musical right. numbers, which is something I love about the animated canon. And also, it's going to be really fun to dissect the Toy Story movies and all the Pixar movies, because I think at the beginning, when Pixar started, they were trying to follow the animated formula, and they had some songs put in, and then as we progressed through the Pixar movies, the songs are like at the beginning and at the end, you right. know, instead of trying to put them in the middle. Right. And I actually like Pixar better without the music because I feel like it doesn't fit with right. and what their we, storytelling. What, like it's not the same. Exactly. What we mean when we talk about the music is that the most of these Disney movies were musicals. You know, at any given moment, a group of people could burst into song. Um, you know, and, uh, and and it's to me, cartoons are the only acceptable place to have musicals, not live action. And um, and and so, yeah, it's definitely it, it will be a missed thing. And, and and the music has been fun because most of the music is so well known by all of us. You know, who've been doing the show that. We just we can't help but sing along and just have a great time, um, you know, yeah. with, with what we've done. I even think, honestly, we might have to change the format of the show up a little bit moving forward. <laughs> oh. I think about it because the movies are so different. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if the way we do the show right now is going to work. Well, I mean, not history and fun facts will stay, but I mean, like how we go about the discussion because usually we kind of like go through the characters and like the plot mm -hmm. and then we do the songs at the end and we can't do that anymore no no but we'll we'll work on it we'll we'll find Ooh. our we'll find our groove again Cusco. <laughs> <laughs> um my next one is uh is just this little guy The old Araquan, even though I could not remember what his name was. <laughs> no, he, you spelled it wrong. <laughs> I put Aculon or some such. <laughs> the Araquan bird from Saludos Amigos. I just remember the first time I saw that little guy and I hit the floor laughing. And it stuck with us for a few episodes after that because I refused to let him go. I refused to say goodbye to the Araquan. He's the best. That was good times. Good times. So, let's see. All right, my number three. I'm sorry. I'm being interrupted by Thanksgiving food at the moment. Who's got Thanksgiving food? Apparently, the place we just got our food from yeah. is selling pies. Mm. And I'm being shown what kind of pies they have. Oh, <laughs> what kind of pies do they have? Pumpkin, pumpkin praline, southern pecan, fudge pecan, or Dutch apple. I like a southern pecan pie. Each for $24. Oh, wow. And you can't. <laughs> She's Good very Lord. excited about pie. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Oh my god. 
Uh, Greg says there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. He is correct. All right, so my number three is things like baby mushroom mm -hmm. and swinimer and boo. Boo. And what else do we have? Oh, man. Um, I think those are the big ones. Those are the big ones, those are the but big I feel ones. like there's some more. There's no, I mean, Teresa, like, we would come up with things for every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tipped on. Tipped on. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I'll be honest with you, right now in the chat is old Tim Ton. Um, he's in the chat right now, and, and he's kind of, I've kind of given, ended up giving him that moniker a little bit, but him and him and Tipped on. Yeah, that, those guys. Oh, that's um, who that is. Okay. No, it's, no, they're different people. Oh, they're different people. Yeah. I'm just saying that I, I co-opted that for for him. Um, and there have been different um, emailers who, who decided they'd have their own little bits with us. Yeah, Some of true. which went over my head and some of which, you know, did not. Um, but yeah. Just all of the really just cool, funny stuff that's just come out of the show. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like we started doing entrance music for everyone at all times on this show. <laughs> Like, just bringing you into the Cars music now has just been something we should have done from episode one and and, uh, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, all those little things like that have been a blast. Yeah, for sure. All right. So what's yours? Uh, My number three, Slappy Bears. Just the whole discussion about that's how bears love one another. I just remember getting into that and, like, this is not accurate. This is not scientifically correct. And... um. And and to me, I just remember us laughing and having such a good time about bears slapping one another to show each other they love them. And I'm like, that can't be right. That can't be true. <laughs> a Same lot of those, a lot of those older ones that we went through were just to me so much fun because it was such a different time, and some of the things that were there. I mean, you know, like oh Willie the whale dying and everything, um, getting killed by the harpoon. It's like, what are you doing, this whale? You know, just some of the stuff that they let take place in these cartoons is just hilarious to look back on. Yeah, and, some of the older movies that weren't affected by political correctness mm -hmm. are probably some of the best things ever. And, and I mean, and it comes down to stuff like this is how bears show each other they love each other. They slap the, they slap the tar out of one another. <laughs> and I'm like, so what are you saying? Is, that, is this kind of saying just slap someone if you love them? Well, mm. I'll let Greg know that. Mm-hmm. When we get out of here. Oh, wow. Well. I'll be like, hey, I love you. Smash. What? <laughs> 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 He's over here commenting. It's very funny. All right. So, okay. My number two is in the, in the Disney movies, I feel like it was one of the first places that we got a lot of strong women. Mm -hmm. And granted, there's a lot of flaws with a lot of the female characters, okay? But there are a lot of female characters. Right. And that is a really important thing. Just, you know, I mean, not every, not every film studio had been doing this forever. So even though, sure, they're not all the best models of, like, Ariel, for example... <laughs> She could have made some better choices. Overall, she was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it's true, and it's, it's interesting to see the development of, of characters as they go along, the, you know, the female characters. You had, uh, I, I feel like sometimes, like, Snow White gets a bad rap 
Um, her voice sucks. Her voice does suck, but I'm saying like her motivations and stuff. I feel like get a bad rap. Um, you know, uh, but <clears throat> excuse me. But as you as you go along through these stories, there's some great, wonderful characters. You know, like as you said, strong female characters in there, and they're not just the human female characters either. You know, you get into like the Aristocats and stuff, and um, <laughs> you, you even Maid Marian in Robin Hood. You know, it was not just the damsel in distress. Yeah, she you know. was great. And the um Clucky yeah. or Clucky, Plucky yeah. or whatever. That's right, Clucky. Lady Cluck. Lady Cluck. And uh the Marie. Ladies don't start fights, but they can finish them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, right on up to Moana and, and that sort of thing. And um yeah, so I agree. That's been a good thing. Um, I think our Fox and the Hound episode, which goes down as the saddest episode in podcasting ever. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like we somehow transitioned from Fox and Hound into 9-11 discussions and, um, that's strange. Um, but it, it's always been this kind of tent pole since it's happened of, all right, let's never go this sad again. Let's always try to keep it light. Let's not, let's not depress everyone again with this. And, but it, it's because, so it's kind of become that running joke and I love a running gag. Yeah, yeah, we set a bar for ourselves. That's right. We set a bar for ourselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's almost worth, like, once we get through with Pixar, coming back and going through the animated canon again. Just to, <laughs> just to try to get a redo on some of these. And, and Fox and Hell would definitely be one of those. I and you're the best Pan, of friends. Peter Pan and Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely need to give them a second. We're highly criticized for right. our... Our takes on those. Yes. <clears throat> I love your number one, Teresa, because I absolutely agree with it. Yeah, having Vanessa Marshall on the show for Cinderella was, like, seriously one of the best things we did. Oh, my gosh. And it was so much fun. Um, and this was in the days before I had everything figured out, too. To really, like, this is the thing, like, to have, like, her or Bill Farmer on again. Like, we had such sound issues, and I was so starstruck in some ways that I was refusing to ask them to do what I needed them to do to maybe make things better on their end. And, um, but golly, what a, what a, what a fun time it was having her on for Cinderella, especially once we, we pulled up the old Perry Como version of Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. And it was all she wrote. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. It was really, Boo. it was really awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's where we had a whole crooner discussion on that episode. <laughs> Like, suddenly, that's where we found out Teresa loves crooners. Um, and because she's like, I love Bing Crosby and all the crooners of the day. Here we go. Something broke in your house. Yeah. Uh-oh. Salagadula, Michigabula, Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo. Boo. It'll do magic, believe it or not. Salagadoola means a Michigabula rule. But the thing I'm about that does the job is bibbidi bobbidi boo. Salagadoola, Michigaboola, bibbidi bobbidi boo. Put them together and what have you got? 
I should really try to go back and find. Um, I think it'd be fun to find the uh, the actual moment where we talked about that in the show because that was when that's when I felt like I bonded with Vanessa Marshall and we were like uh, boo when we just hit that boo bibbity bobbity boo. I wonder, does Bing Crosby have a bibbity bobbity boo as well? Bing Crosby. Because he would definitely hit it. Oh, bibbity bobbity boo. Maybe this was the one we listened to where we really hit the boo. Because Bing loved the bees on his stuff. Boo. Put them together and what have you got? Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Salagadula menchikaboola bibbidi bobbidi boo. It'll do magic, believe it or not. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Salagadula means menchikaboola roo. But the thing I'm about that does the job is bibbidi bobbidi boo. Salagadula. Put them together and what have you got? Bibbidi bobbidi boo. If you And of course, Vanessa was so gracious to come on. She has, um, she did a, before she was ever on with us, she actually, um, did a, did a liner for us. She was listening, and I don't know if she still listens or not. I, I don't know that we have maintained quality enough for anyone to continue to listen to this show, um, but she was so kind to do a liner for us, uh, I think, before she ever actually came on the show, and um, and it's so it was so nice of her. Let me see. I think I've got that right <clears throat> somewhere around here to play. Where is that? Where is that thing? Hey, where are you? can't find it great it's not where it's supposed to be it's gotten away from me anyway um oh what a fun episode it was though surely it's supposed to be right here if you can't tell right now i'm just going to pull the curtain back i am vamping that is what i'm doing and as i vamp because (laughs) apparently something went down over at uh teresa's place over at Teresa's place. Here it is. The. Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Disney Vault Talk. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm listening, too. She's listening, too, ladies and gentlemen. You see there? Um, this was on November 8th of 2014, so three years ago when Vanessa was actually on. And, um, wow, three years ago, like this week, crazy when she was a on. a long time ago. Feels like it. Feels like it's it. It's like the beginning of Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was right after, right after they got started, right around the time of. So, you back crazy. with us? I am. Okay. You sound like you're still moving some things around. A little bit, but I'm all right. I'm trying to fix it. What'd the cat do? <laughs> Just... Something fell in the kitchen and it was all loud. Oh well, <laughs> scared the bejesus out of me. Um, all right. So my number one thing in the back, just you know, off the top of my head, was Bill Farmer having Bill Farmer on the voice of Goofy, and Teresa 
you were there as we were trying to test the setup and everything before we actually recorded and all. And and you haven't, bless your heart, you haven't done it to this day, but for a while after, you really enjoyed making fun of me. <laughs> I don't even remember doing that. Because I was really starstruck by one Bill Farmer. Oh, you were. That is that is true. Well, he he's the voice of Goofy for crying out loud, and um, he he came on and was kind enough to uh, to talk to us for a little bit. And man, just when he bu- when he busted out like a Goofy line here or there, it was all it's all my little heart could 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 handle. Hi, this is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Disney Vault Talk. So stay tuned. Look at that. Farmer. It was so awesome. Oh, it was fantastic. What a great guy he was. So that was my number one. You know, to get to talk to Goofy for crying out loud was just fantastic. Fantastic. So all right. Well, we did put out there in our Gulliver's Facebook group. Mm-hmm. We put out there about wanting to get your top things that you guys like so let's see all right justin wiseman says top five things i love about the canon films number five the future can't wait to see what's next oh oh justin Ooh. <laughs> all right number four the legacy of walt disney himself you know and that's something i should have thought about putting in there mm-hmm. i would have been smart well that's something that kept coming <laughs> up again and again and again even years after his passing you know that we kept bringing up is you know, when you start getting into the history, like, well, this is something Walt started back in the 19-whatevers, and this is something Walt was always wanting to do, and, and it's like, good night. Like, it never, it, 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 his legacy still lives on, and the ideas that he was trying to get underway still kind of carry out sometimes. And I think it still does. Mm-hmm. Number three, the nostalgia effect. Oh, That's man. definitely a big part of all of this. Yeah. Let's see, uh, number two, the music. The aforementioned music. And number one, the history of the films and the creators and animators. I think that's one of the best things about these movies is because we can go so far back and we could see the evolution right. of the Disney company. It was awesome. All right, let's see, Amanda Reynolds. She says, the timeless nature, the characters, the growing diversity, the stories, and the music. Mm-hmm. And Shannon, you know, couldn't listen live tonight. She And she's also sad that she hasn't emailed oh, well. lately. Not that we've read them lately, Shannon. I know. One of her favorite things about the Disney animated movies is how they can break through and connect with people. And she says, I'm a special education teacher and have seen so many of my students connect so well with Disney that I'm often using the characters to help teach concepts in creative ways. We just did adding with Elsa and Cruz from Cars 3. Wow. She also says, most of all is the way that Moana has connected with a young girl with autism. She's often withdrawn but has begun to talk to me all about Moana She's even been singing the songs. It's really allowed us to connect and talk about things she normally wouldn't. Well, you know, there's a documentary out there, and I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, but it it shows this man who has a son who is autistic, and the kid just won't communicate. He just will not communicate to anybody. 
and and he was always watching. He would always watch Disney movies. Like that was the thing you put on Disney movies for him to watch when he got home from school or whatever. And that's what he loved to do. And he had all these Disney toys around. Well, one day his dad picks up an Iago puppet, and he put it on, and he started to talk to his son in like the Iago voice. You know, wow, you doing? You know that kind of thing. And the kids started to talk to him. And began to tell him, you know, how he was feeling about his day at school and how he didn't feel like he was like everyone else and no one liked him and all that. And like, and it just, this dad was able to communicate with his kid now because of Disney and because oh, of the magic wow. of Disney movies. Yeah. I wish I could remember the name of that documentary. Maybe someone in the chat knows what I'm talking well, about. Well, Lauren in the chat said it's called Life <clears throat> Animated. That's exactly right, then. There you go. All right, Matt Marks. The infamous I hate Frozen guy. Oh, yeah. Matt hates Frozen. Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> the Cave of Wonders, saying diamond in the... It's the diamond in the rough. <laughs> when it sinks back into the ground. Mm -hmm. It's the diamond in the rough. Lion King, Moana's ancestors singing We Know the Way, and I See the Light balcony scene from Tangled. Hey, there's no Frozen in here. Of course there's not. He hates Frozen. <laughs> What did you expect? All right, Carissa. She says, clearly defined good and evil. Mm -hmm. Happy ending. That's right. Things don't always go as planned. Well, that kind of bothers me sometimes. I get stressed out about that kind of stuff. <laughs> Even if who you thought was your parent doesn't love you, someone out there loves you. I don't believe that. <laughs> Number one, there's always hope no matter what dark well you've fallen into light will come with the morning that's right just ask chernabog and uh fantasia <laughs> look how far we've come i'm quoting i'm i'm referencing fantasia all right cliff barnes he says it's been a while i was elated to hear you decided to go forward with the show <laughs> way to way to hang in there with us cliff <laughs> he said it's truly the most magical podcast on the internet sure I is. hope the live action movies will one day be reviewed on dbt never, i'd like to never. hear you all get into films such as the black hole oh do it flight of the navigator i'm totally. there yes i'm there or condor man. oh condor man yeah we've got to do some live action <laughs> films we, we need to pick and choose though the live action films yeah, let's not try to go yeah let's not try to go through all of them no because that means we'd have to watch watcher in the woods and i'm not doing that some of my faves through the animated films include Steve discovering some of the lesser-known package films. <laughs> that was fun. Teresa's love of Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros. Mm -hmm. The Little Mermaid episode with Steve's sister. That's a classic. Discussions about movie soundtracks and scores and any stories about the Disney parks. We had some fun doing that. I, I enjoyed going back through the movies and scores of stuff as well. In fact, we could do a whole podcast, Teresa, um, just on the music of Disney. Like we could. starting with Snow White moving forward, doing what we did, you know, and just devoting the whole time to the music aspect. We really, we really could. All right. So we'd probably need to get, into... we'd probably need to get Sarah in on that though. Oh yeah, we would have yeah. to, we would have to. All right. So we have two emails that are sort of referencing these things. Okay. So, uh, Okay. Wait, so we're going into Let's emails see. now? Um, no, oh. no, it's just that we have two emails that reference. Oh, so we're not going into email. Not yet. Okay. So Warren gave me a top ten, so I'm just going to do her top five. When you so from the Jungle Book, the scene with Mowgli where he saves Bagheera from Ka. 
Lilo and Stitch. One of her favorite scenes is when Lilo, Nani, and David go surfing. From Moana, the scene when Moana realizes her destiny and ventures out to fulfill it. Number two, Aladdin. He loves when Jasmine, or she loves when Jasmine is listening into the conversation her father is having with Ali, all, you know, Aladdin, and Jafar bust them. And the first one, her number one, like Teresa, Little Mermaid holds a very special place in my heart. The same holds true for the TV series mm. as well. So those are her five, or like top five Disney movie okay. movies. And then Christy Morris sent us an email. Oh, Christy. And she said her top five things from the canon films are the music, mm-hmm. unique villains that show a variety of traits like common, like a commentary on humanity as a whole and our choices making us who we are or making us decide to be better. I mean, let's get deep with it, Christy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, the friendship emphasis. Every one of the protagonists seems to always have a best friend or partner in crime to lean on and laugh with. Simba has Timon and Pumbaa. Ariel has Sebastian and Flounder. Cinderella has her mice and the fairy godmother. Etc. Number four, the artwork and how it varies through the differing eras, like the 30s, later in the Disney Renaissance, and the modern era being more computer-based. And number five, the romance. Nothing like a Disney movie to make you feel all warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And the Little Mermaid and Sleeping Beauty get me every time when the girl melts for the guy. Ariel singing to Eric on the beach and Aurora singing Once Upon a Dream when Prince Ch- the Prince chimes in. Prince Philip are just beautiful moments. You know, Once Upon a Dream is a great song, by the way. It is a great it song. It is a really, really good song. I think from that era, it's probably the best of the songs of that era. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty is a fantastic movie. It's a great movie, yeah. but it's very, it's like back to our review. It's very, what is that time period called? Medieval-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you will deal with me, young prince. <laughs> and all the power of <laughs> All right, we ready now? 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 Now we're now? ready. When you mail a letter, you can send it anywhere. On foot, by truck, by aeroplane, the postman gets it there. So write a letter to a friend, maybe she'll write you. No matter what, you always know the mail must go through. We need those letters. From General Lee, dear son, we're waiting for the Huns at the pass. It would mean a lot if you'd come and back us up. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Then I'll put that flea in a box, and then I'll put that box inside of another box, and then I'll mail that box to myself. And when it arrives, ah, I'll smash it with a hammer. Where do we begin? I have them all right there. That's oh, you, man. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. <clears throat> From way back in August... Bryce writes to us about Frozen. Hey, Steve and Teresa, just finished listening to your Frozen episode. I absolutely love this movie. This is the movie that got me back into Disney. I dropped off as a fan for a few years. When it first came out, I decided to see it on a whim based on the reviews. The first time I saw it, I just thought it was okay. But for a few days, it was burrowing in the back of my head. I decided to see it again. Second time, I thought it was better. I connected with the characters much more. A week later, for the heck of it, I decided to see it for a third time, and it destroyed me. I was laughing. I was crying. It perfectly hit me in the right place. I ended up seeing it a total of seven times in the theater. That's amazing. I didn't realize it existed until well after it was out of the theater. 
Let It Go is one of my favorite songs in any Disney movie, and Elsa may be my favorite Disney princess. I didn't particularly like the troll song, maybe because Anna's heart was freezing and they were wasting time playing matchmaker. <laughs> I love the trolls, though. Lion King is still number one for me, but Frozen is now my third favorite Disney film. Cannot wait for Frozen 2. And that's Bryce. Thanks, Bryce. <laughs> His last comment. It's funny. All right. Kendall Roberts, back from August. Hello, Teresa and Steve. Hello. This is my first email as a new listener. My name is Kendall, and I am from Alabama. Oh, play me some mountain music. Oh, I should have gone Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet home Stupid Alabama. Steve. Turn it up. Clearing my throat over here. I have been Disney addicted since day one. I often get made fun of for loving Disney, so you can imagine my joy when I found your amazing podcast. I've listened to your Aladdin, Tarzan, and Mulan episodes so far, and they were all great. I wanted to share four things about me with you guys just because. The first is that up until the age of four, I was the only child in my big family, so I ruled the world. Nice. <laughs> Aladdin was my favorite movie, and I forced everyone to play it with me all of the time. My uncle was Aladdin, I was Jasmine, and my grandfather or my grandmother named Regina was Regini. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> cute. The character list goes on and on. It's one of the fondest memories that I have, and I'm thankful for my family for introducing me to Disney. The second thing is by far the coolest. A lot of my family does genealogy and traced back to my 30, 13th great-grandmother. You will not believe who she was. Pocahontas. You're right. I don't believe you, Kendall. I don't Which believe mean... you. <laughs> Which means that my role as princess has now been confirmed. I don't believe All you. All hail Princess Kendall. I don't believe you. <laughs> you said I will not believe who she was, and I don't. I don't believe it. <laughs> my third something that I want to share is can that we I trust? Have... Can we trust anything else Kendall says? I don't know. Okay. Is that I have a huge love for Pirates of the Caribbean. Don't hate Will Turner's dreamy. He nobody sure, hates nobody on that. Nobody hates on the pirates. Specifically, Will Turner when he turns into Pirate Will is the best thing ever to happen on screen. Hashtag hot for Hella. <laughs> yeah. I was lucky enough to see Hans Zimmer in concert a few weeks ago, and when oh, he wow. played the theme to Pirates of the Caribbean, I lost all chill. Nice. It was one of the best experiences ever. And finally, I wanted to list my top three favorite Disney films. My list is always changing, but these are it for or these are it for now. So this was back in August. Aladdin, Tarzan, and Tangled, and Aristocats. See, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love your podcast, and I will enjoy catching up on them as I drive back and forth to college. Thanks for all that you do, Princess Kendall. All right, Princess, Princess. Kendall. Email us again. I'm sorry this took forever for us to get to. We love new listeners. You're awesome. I hope you're still listening. Find us on social media and tell me you're Princess Kendall. Yes, indeed. Indeed. All right, Amanda chimes in. Dear Teresa and Steve, finally getting around to sending you to an email. It is long overdue. Well, guess what? We're finally getting around to reading it, and you sent it on August 12th. So we're all even now. I've been listening to you both, I think, for over a year now, and I never got around to emailing you two, despite telling myself over and over again that I would. I don't know what show I started with, but I know it was a whirlwind once I got my first taste. Apparently, she's talking about she doesn't know what show of Disney Vault Talk she began with. Uh, Teresa, thank you for your voice, energy, and passion you bring to pod the podcasting landscape. No matter if it's fangirls going rogue, Star Wars bookworms, Disney Vault Talk, or Rebel Yell, 
You bring it no matter what. Disney Vault Talk being your baby was such a good idea, but I'll get to that later. Thank you. You're sweet. Steve, thank you for the work you do in promoting your stuff and building entertaining podcast empire. No matter if it's Disney Vault Talk, Rebel Yell, Mark Out Loud, or Geek Out Loud, your passion, your humor are important parts of your show. You put out your product focusing on geeking out over serious real-world issues, which is nice and refreshing. I don't know how many times I'm at work and break out laughing with you because... Uh, with you being the cause of it, especially with Teresa. We do have a great... I will say this, Amanda. Teresa and I do have a great chemistry. Disney Vault Talk. I could spend all day talking about the different podcasts you two are part of, but I will focus on this one as this is the one that I'm emailing. That's probably smart. This show is the best show on your network. Hey. Um, what about... I mean, look. I love Disney Vault Talk. <laughs> I really love Disney Vault Talk. I get it, but I feel like Geek Out Loud being the you know the first, being the the foundation. It's informational, entertaining, and your chemistry works so well. Again, I find myself laughing out loud at this with joy, dancing to the music, and even crying at work. The gags that you had earlier on the show, I do miss so much. So I do miss such as Baby Mushroom, Watch Out for My Butt, Woohoo, Swinimer, and more. But I applauded you. I applaud you for not overdoing them. The chemistry you have. And Steve's introduction is so fun and well done that I hope I can echo it in my own podcast, The Chance Cube, a Star Wars Destiny podcast, thechancecube.com. I'm so interested in playing that game. You two inspired me, and your show is so well done. Thank you, Kevin. So, Amanda, I'd just like to say well played on getting a shameless plug in. Woo! Right? I mean, like, I just ran right into it because I was so drunk off of all the compliments. Like, you did it right. You really buttered us up with compliments. That I ran right into it, like, oh, what's she going to say so great about us next? And it was your own podcast. Well done. The Chance Cube, a Star Wars Destiny podcast at thechancecube.com. Thechancecube.com, everyone. Before I sign off, I'd like to give you a couple of my top tens. This is not easy and is ever-changing. Canon animated Disney films from 10 to 1. Sleeping Beauty, Pocahontas, Wreck-It Ralph, Lilo and Stitch, which I have not finished yet. Zootopia. Moana, that was her, not me. Moana, Frozen, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, and number one, Lion King. Songs from 10 to 1, Best of Friends from Fox and Hound. When you're Ooh. the best of friends. Uh, every so much fun together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably one of my favorite things I've ever heard you do. Don't make me do it again. I don't think I can. Oops. It's almost as good as Wicked Wild Wild. Wicked Wild Wild. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, number nine. Everybody wants to be a cat, except Steve, the Aristocats. Uh, be Like You from Jungle Book. Once Upon a Dream from Sleeping Beauty. A Tale as Old as Time, Beauty and the Beast. For me, I agree with that. It, only it's as performed by Celine. Um, Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. Circle of Life from The Lion King. How Far I'll Go from Moana. And let it go from Frozen. I have more to say, but I'm going to have to sign off. Till next time, your Jedi geek girl, Amanda. End of line. Steve will love that one. And I did. I have a ton of trading cards. Oh, yeah, I'll give you that, Amanda. This is the first time I'm reading this. If you still have those trading cards, um, I'll get with you. I'll shoot you a message back really quickly right now as Teresa reads the next email. All right. Our next email, just making sure I'm doing the right order. Michael Cowan. All right, Michael says, Hey guys, just finished listening to your Frozen episode, and let me say it was another great episode. 
Keep up the great work. Just wanted to give you guys another fun fact. Oh, woo! That you may not have known, but for anyone with an iPhone, Siri has a couple of fun responses to Do You Want to Build a Snowman? It just goes to show you how much the music of the movie has permeated into the rest of society and how much of a juggernaut it truly was. Michael. Okay. All right, hang on. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? My Siri said I'm sorry. <laughs> do you want to build a snowman? I can't do that, but I've seen a lot of flurries in the cloud lately. Okay, let's see if there's a different one. Do you want to build a snowman? Frozen water particles don't tend to mix well with my circuitry. <laughs> do you want to build a snowman? Frozen water particles oh, don't... Oh, fine. Oh, what a jerk. Uh, just repeat yourself, why don't you, Mr. Siri? That's funny. <laughs> Mr. British Siri. Nice. All right, so we have... Let's see. The next one trying to like unflag as we go through here right don't unflag the one i've got a draft on right now i gotta oh. i gotta get back to amanda there <laughs> sorry hang on i'm fixed that there okay we're at lauren we are at lauren i can do this while you do that okay you do this while i do that says hola Teresa and steve i hope you're doing well i listened to your podcast with bill farmer while eating lunch at olive garden and this is from august 21st it was really enjoyable. I feel the same way Teresa does about Esmeralda. In fact, I said her thoughts aloud, Esmeralda, right before she did. Um, I also love Anastasia. You guys mentioned Disney TV series that were on in the 90s and early 2000s. My favorites are Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Darkwing Duck, Lilo and Stitch, Kim Possible, American Dragon, Jake Long, Chippendale, and Tailspin. I also love The Adventures of Shonen Mowgli a series in the late 80s and early 90s. It was pretty ahead of its time, showing actual animal-on-animal -animal attacks and blood when Mowgli gets injured by jackals. What? What is this? Um, anyway, the reason I love Aladdin the series is because it's action-oriented while developing Aladdin and co-company's friendship as well as Jasmine and Iago's bond. <clears throat> pretty, pretty cool. She tells us a lot about that particular show. And then she goes on to say, The Little Mermaid was also special to me for many reasons, but Ariel's series is for another email. I think it would be awesome if you guys did an episode about Dis the Disney TV series. I'm excited for your next podcast. Audios for now. Lauren. I yeah, haven't, those I haven't heard ones, of some of those. Yeah, there was definitely that one about Mowgli I've never heard of. No, I hadn't so. either. I feel like, is, are, is she sure? I don't want to doubt Lauren, but is she sure that was a Disney show? I don't know. Hmm. All right, so are we... Oh, we're to Jim here? We're to Jim Dossie. Old Jim, <clears throat> what is this? Oh, this is about the Disney vault. He sent us a video about what goes on, the Disney vault interrogation. Mm-hmm. Hmm, down here in the Disney vault now. Hello? Is anyone there? I'm sorry it's come to this, but desperate times call for desperate measures, Mickey. But, no, my, my name is Jordan. You've got the wrong guy. Spare us the act. We know exactly who you are. We've been casing this job for months. Job? What job? Tonight we're breaking into the vault, and you're going to tell us exactly where it is. No, all the money we collect is transferred off-site. It isn't kept here. Oh, we don't want money, Mickey. We're after something you've kept from us for a long, long time. What are you talking about? Tell us where the Disney vault is. 
What? The Disney vault. The one in all your commercials. The one that contains every Disney movie ever made. Is this a joke? You tell us. How funny do you think it is when your daughter asks, Mommy, can I watch The Little Mermaid? And you go out to buy it, only to discover that it's in the Disney vault and will be unavailable to the general public for an undisclosed amount of time. Yeah, so this is a skit from Studio C. I don't know if they get vulgar or not, so I'm going to turn that down. But thanks, Jim. I did watch this when he sent it. And, um, you know, I mean, we control the vault down here, and you can't do anything about it. So, there. That's funny. Because it's, I, I, in my head, I imagine it to be exactly like that. Well, and the guy who's sitting there in the interrogation chair, he's got on Mickey pants and leggings and Mickey shoes. So apparently they kidnapped him from a park and and took off his costume and like they're calling him Mickey. So All right, we're back to Amanda again. Mhm. From about a month later. Or you or me. In September. I'll do it since you did two in a row. Amanda says I just got done listening to your latest episode covering Big Hero 6. Woohoo! And I felt inspired to write you again. It is so nice to have Disney Vault talk back as you two have been sorely missed. Teresa, I know you keep busy and I admire that no matter how much you have on your plate, you always give so much content. Steven has been quiet from you as well, but I've been following your usual shows. Hearing you two back together is like catching up with good friends and I thoroughly enjoyed this latest episode. I know that it's been a while since I've sent my last email. And while I did not know word for word what it said, I know that I went over how you guys have helped influence me in my own podcasting adventures. Since then, however, things have changed. I'm on my next big adventure, not from podcasting, but on to the next level of podcasting. What? I'm branching out on my own. My podcast will be a one-woman podcast right now, but I hopefully that will be a little, it'll become a little bit more. I'll not be as good as Steve, but it will be unique and exciting. Since I was a young girl listening to talk radio, I knew that I wanted to do, well, if you, oh my gosh, Amanda, you're like, you're like my, you're like my spirit animal because I was the same way. I only, I was a young boy listening to talk radio. And I knew that I wanted to do talk radio. As I got older, living with the disability of being hard of hearing and with a speech impairment, I wrote this off and didn't pursue it. Now, after everything that has happened and being blessed with some experience, I'm stepping out on my own. For better or for worse, I'm excited to introduce iRebel, a Star Wars Destiny podcast to the world. All right, so scratch the last plugs that I did, everybody. And it's iRebel, goofball. Oh, iRebel. <laughs> it's a rebellion, isn't it? Are you sure it's not iRebel? No, it's iRebel. It's from the cutscene when Jen says, she says, I rebel, or something, and it's like one of the scenes that never made it into the movie, like the 5,000 scenes. From it's Roman. a rebellion, isn't it? Isn't it? I rebel, that's what I do, isn't it? Um, but no, is it not like I that's Jedi or I Robot? It's not, so it's not like I Rebel? No, it's not like I Rebel. Like, it's like I, I Robot or I Jedi, those no, kind of... No, Are you sure? Governor. Okay. Okay. I rebel. The Star Wars Destiny podcast to the world. This will bring a new challenges and opportunities for growth and experimental trials to my life, and I'm excited to see what will happen. It's a whole new world, and one that I'm looking forward to tackling. Who knows how far I'll go? I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Anyways, oh, on to what's Amanda, important. You're awesome. On to what's important. She says Disney talk. Big Hero Six was a movie that I was surprised with. It's been a while since I saw it. But I remember being, not being interested in it. I remember it as that movie with the cute commercial and did not see it until I borrowed it from my sister. I knew nothing about it in the first 15 minutes when the older brother died. I remember being shocked in how it was done. Like, I cannot believe they went there. Of course, it shouldn't have been surprised being a Disney film, but I have this habit of getting lost in films. 
I thought this movie was going to be about a boy and his robot, so needless to say, when it became clear it was much more, it hooked me. This movie blended humor, action, and emotion so well that it becomes clear this is what Disney does well. While I do love this movie, I do feel it's not the best Disney has done. It's not a knock on the film, but a statement that Disney has been knocking it out of the park lately with the quality of their animated films. The contender of that throne is the film that was so good that after it was done, Disney just said, you're welcome. I see what you did there, Amanda. Anyways, thanks for reading these ramblings of a fangirl. Until next time, your Jedi geek girl. That's from Amanda. Um, I love this girl. I appreciate. I appreciate Email your all the time. Sorry. I appreciate your statements about Big Hero Six, but I do disagree with you. I I do feel it's some of the best that Disney has done. I thought that they made a a very well crafted movie outside. I mean, it's not a musical, you know, and and so. That it doesn't necessarily have that aspect going for it, but I just I think that the characters of Big Hero Six and the story of Big Hero Six was so well crafted and so well done that um, that it was just I, I love it. I love it. It made me cry. But you cry all the time between Disney movies. Hey, hey. and Pixar's about to get well. I cry. Okay, I cry more than you. But Pixar is about to make us cry like every. Oh time. my gosh, yeah. Mm, All right. Alicia Carter mm-hmm. from September 24th. Disney Vault Talk crew. Hi, y'all. Longtime listener, first time emailer. Ooh, ooh. I was listening to your Big Hero 6 email section, and Jamie, one of your emails, mentioned that love that his daughter had for Frozen. Well, I think she will love to hear about this. Disney has a Frozen musical headed to Broadway, and they are currently until the beginning of October, so that already passed. <laughs> having their off-Broadway workshop out-of-town run in Denver, Colorado. Mm. Musicals often have out-of-town runs before they head to Broadway to see how well things work on stage to include songs, special effects, basically the whole shebang. Shebang! Shebang! Okay. I have the opportunity to see it opening night, and no spoilers, I really enjoy it. Oh, you're not going to spoil the fact that Anna's boyfriend was actually the bad guy and all that stuff? Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry, was that too snarky? She fell in love with somebody she just met. They Come on, each other's that's sandwiches. how all Disney princesses do it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, new songs were added, and while the bones of the original movie are in place, the production added some new songs, different interpretation to characters, and some very good special effects. When I saw it, Anna and Elsa's parents actually had a part to play, and they spent a good amount of time showing how the parents even knew about the trolls. They had to rebalance the show to add some songs in the second act, and they did that by giving Elsa two more songs, gave the troll people a larger part, and added a second act song that will make you laugh a lot. Mm. One thing I hope the production figures out before they get to the Great White Way, a.k.a. Broadway, are a better transition to the Let It Go scene, more time to show the relationship developed between Anna and Kristoff, just more Kristoff, because I loved his voice. Hmm. If you love Frozen, I recommend seeing the show once it hits Broadway. On the spectrum of Disney musicals, it does not reinvent the musical like Lion King did, but I thought it was better than Little Mermaid, which was basically just a reenactment of the movie. Hmm. Enjoying the show. I cannot wait for it until you guys get to Moana and Pixar. Uh-huh. Much love, Alicia Carter of Colorado Springs. Oh, AC. Look, AC heard us talk about the fact we were doing Pixar. She did. So, yeah. AC listens. 
Thanks, AC. All right. Jay. Save Disney Vault Talk. What? This is from Halloween, from October 31st. <laughs> oh, Jay. <laughs> I'm about 30 minutes into the Moana episode, and I had to stop and type this email. Multiple times now, you've teased this might be the last Disney Vault Talk. Say it ain't so. I think you guys are teasing, but seriously, stop it. In addition to Pixar, there are ten, top 10 lists. You can compare and contrast different Disney areas. Areas You can do episodes comparing animated films, their live-action counterparts, as these become more common. Just a few ideas to keep you going. In other words, you guys are awesome, and I'd seriously miss the show. This weekend, I'm going to Disney World to run the Wine and Dine Half Marathon. Hey, our friends Riley and Aaron were down there. I lost Teresa. No, I'm here. Okay. Hey, our friends Riley and Aaron were down there. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) She said with her mouth full of food. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, God. I love those guys. They're my best friend. I just finished the music playlist for the run. Every third song is from the Moana soundtrack. Disney music isn't typically what I run to, but it's like I'll be experiencing one of my top three favorite Disney movies through my run. And at just the right moment, when my legs are aching. I'm not sure if I can keep running. I am Moana will come on. You know the part. Um, <clears throat> new line of thought. What do you guys think about the idea... Moana may be the end of the second Disney Renaissance era. It's not uncommon for Disney to take two years between animated films, films, but with the cancellation of Gigantic and next two films being sequels, it just feels like this is coming to an end. I mean, by the time the next movie drops after Frozen 2, there will have been five, six, seven years between original films, not counting sequels. During that time, there will be new technology implemented that will mark a shift in the animated features with some adjustments, uh, some adjustment time like we felt between the two Renaissance eras. And there will most likely be some turnover among the creators if we are nearing the end. I'll say this, the second Renaissance was every bit as good, if not better, than the first. Until next time, you're welcome. And thank you. Um, I'll go ahead and answer this. Jay, I don't know. I think that what we what Disney has found, and it really comes down to, and, and, and we'll talk about this as we get into the Pixar stuff, because it's one of the things that I'm going to be comparing and contrasting as to what was going on with Disney animation at the time of like certain Pixar movies come out. So what, what came out around the same time as Toy Story and what came out around the same time as, uh, you know, Toy Story 3 or prior and all this stuff. And, and to kind of see exactly what was happening at Disney Animation at the time that Pixar was continuing to go strong throughout. Um, and I think what you'll find is, is that Disney learned a lot from Pixar. I think that bringing John Laster over to do some stuff has been a big deal. I don't know... I. I I don't think that these next couple of films being sequels are going to mess up anything that's been going on. I think that Disney has found a niche and uh, or, or found a groove that they're going to stay in and keep pressing forward with good stories because I don't know that the Renaissance would have ended had the stories and characters been as good as they could have been. There was a lot of gold in the in the time between the two Renaissances. You know, there there really was. But there was also some moments that just weren't great. Home on the range, um, you know, and and so and and I think there was also moments to be able to compare what was happening at Disney with what was happening, yes, at Pixar and other places, and and Disney just had to kind of catch up. And I think that Disney is now in the lead 
again, I think Disney's now out front as far as their ability to tell stories and, and make compelling characters. And I, I don't see us dipping in quality again the way that they did, um, you know, even even before the Renaissance. I just don't, I don't, I don't think we'll see that again. Here, here. I may be naive in thinking that, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Our last email to empty our mailbag is from Matt Marks, and it's from November 1st. And he says, the end? Teresa and Steve. I finally caught up with the show. I was out of it for a while, recovering from an accident at work. Short version, some high-voltage equipment failed and caused an explosion that left me with second-degree burns all over my hands and face. Yeah, he was in a bad way, yeah. So for all of you that want to know the longer version of the story, check out geekycatholicdad.com. He has some posts on there. You just about had me with your Moana episode. I was this close to emailing you with a, what the heck, you're just done, that's it? What about Pixar? I was even thinking, surely they intend to do Pixar, but are they going to wait until people email them about it to announce it? They wouldn't do that, would they? And then you did your reveal. Thank goodness. I can't wait to hear your take on all the Pixar movies. Toy Story's first, right? Yes. Or are you going to do that weird animated short with the baby and the toy? (laughs) Also, random Pixar question. Wasn't there originally a longer sequence with the Pixar lamp that led up to the lamp jumping up and down on the eye and now the movie's just so the last part? Yes! Yes, there was. And it made a squeaky noise. And it was awesome. In terms of the new Disney animated releases... Was it kicking the ball around? Is that what was going on? Did it have something I to do with the remember, ball? I can't remember, but it was jumping around, and then it jumps on top of the eye right. like three times, and it was like... In terms of new Disney animated releases, my first thought was, just do them when the movies hit the... Oh, hey! Okay, so we asked people what we should do with and, the new animated releases, and, and everyone was literally no one's told. And us. everyone was so freaked out about the fact that we may be ending the show. No one answered our request. We got it, yes. guys. Thanks. So, so we need you guys to email us fault-talk at gmail.com. How do you want us to tackle the new animated movies? So here's what Matt says: Just do them when the movies hit theaters. But the more I think about it, I don't think that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of all these other movies, all of these other movies have been out for a while and been released on home video before you've done the episodes. That seems like the best way to get all of your fun facts info and to really have time to form your opinions about the movie after seeing it multiple times. There's nothing wrong with the first impression, but one of the things I like about DVT is that you go a bit deeper than a typical movie review podcast. So my recommendation would be wait until the movie is out or on home video and or available to rent digitally. That way the host will have time to see the movie a few times, take notes, etc. And more of your audience will have a chance to see the movie. Not all of us can make it to the theater for every Disney movie. There's my two cents. Whatever you decide, I'll be there. Listening to every episode and sending emails. I like, and I'll be with you, Matt Marks. I like that suggestion. Um, I do like that suggestion too. But I think I need to point out, because there's a lot of times I don't go to Disney movies in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. because I just feel awkward as a 40-year-old single man walking into a theater that may be full of children. And in today's climate, let's be honest, you, you want to you wanna avoid creepy at all costs. I mean, like, I'm not even joking right now. I'm, I know, I, I know. That's what I, when, 
when I get uncomfortable, sometimes I laugh, <laughs> and it's true. So I just, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I've started going out of my way to avoid creepy. Um, well, that's good. I mean, everyone should strive for that. Well, what I, but what I mean is, is like almost to an extreme extent, to a, to a stupid extent, like, like not even texting people back because I don't want to, you know, well, this would be weird if I text them back, you know, like just getting really worried about how things are going to look at. But anyhow, um, <laughs> I just, yeah, so I, I kind of avoid the theater at that point. Um, and uh and and wait until it comes out on home video but also a confession um when he says there's nothing wrong with first impressions but one of the things i like about dvt is you go a bit, a bit deeper than typical movie review podcast man i can't tell you how many movies have been my first impression of watching these things as, as we've gone through the the canon um Teresa, yeah, the, the deeper part comes from me because yeah. I do all the digging and then I give all of that. Right. Teresa is the Teresa's the brains behind this operation. So she is the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk, ladies and gentlemen. She, I mean, like, I, I can't stress that enough. And, and I know that everyone thinks it's just kind of a thing I say when I'm, when I'm introducing you, Teresa. But, I mean, the truth of the matter is, is, is this show would not happen were it not for Teresa. Not just because she's the one that, you know, made me do it. Uh, you know, like she threatened my life, basically. Um, but also because, like, n it would not have the quality it had if it weren't for Teresa's passion and the work that she puts in. So understand that this show is 90% Teresa, 10% Steve. She's the lovely, the talented, the powerful Teresa Delgado. <laughs> And my friend. Oh, you're my friend too. Oh, we're friends. We're such we're good so friends. friends. We're best of friends. We're the having so much fun together. Oh, fair stormy weather. Oh, you and a whale. You're such a funny pair. <laughs> you're the best of friends. Life's now, a happy game. Now, Teresa, I've got to pull the curtain back right now. Um, <laughs> you want me to play the Pixar intro here? Is well, no, because we're about to get to the part where we're going to talk about the Pixar movies, and I was thinking we needed a song, right? So I was okay. like, well, maybe we should just do the Pixar intro. All right, so, and I found it. All right. Is this and the... I even found the one with the long with the bouncing okay. on the eye. Well, let's see if this is what he was referring to. Here we go. Okay, now, is there the short version of that? I didn't know there was yeah, a short... Yeah, now they don't do where he bounces on the eye. They just show the part where he, like, turns and looks and the light comes Oh, on. yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. all right. All right, so, yeah, we're headed into Pixar World, ladies and gentlemen. We're not starting tonight, of course, um, but we are mm -hmm. looking ahead to what we're looking forward to as it mm -hmm. pertains to the Pixar stuff coming up. And I am... I'm truly excited about the Pixar stuff. Um, I am too. There's a lot of great stuff in here. I mean, Pixar changed changed the way that we look at animated films. Pixar changed the way that a lot of movies are made. I mean, 
Pixar is the reason for a lot of things that have gone on, I think, in the filmmaking industry in, as a whole, and even television as a whole, um, can be pointed back to what Pixar began to do with storytelling as, as early on as Toy Story. And I'm really looking forward to getting into this stuff. So mm-hmm. what are you most looking forward to, Teresa? Okay, my number five exploring really unique and different worlds because the worlds we go to in the Pixar films are unlike anything we've been to in the animated canon, whether it's, you know, toys mm-hmm. and from their perspective or ants and bugs or cars, uh, superheroes, because we really don't have a superhero film other than, I mean, big hero six kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm trying to think like I mean, what else. Inside the head of a kid. Oh my gosh. That's probably one of the more remarkable things that that Pixar has done and, and one of the more ambitious projects they undertook. And I can't wait to get there and talk about it and be snotting all over the place. Um, and uh and you know, you take up and up was almost kind of a fantasy adventure. Ends up being almost you know, with all the weirdness that's there and everything, it was almost Dr. Susian. In mm-hmm. in the in the designs of the locales and the characters and everything, so yeah, it's definitely they do some different stuff with they they were never afraid to take their risk with Pixar. Kitty, <laughs> squirrel. Um, <laughs> bouncing off of that is one of the great things about all the Pixar movies are the Easter eggs in the movies. Um, there are so many fun little Easter eggs in those films, like you know, the pizza planet truck and where it shows up continuously. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then their characters, 1138, 1138's in there. There are characters from future projects that we didn't know at the time to be looking for that you go back and look for, you know, that kind of thing and see what's coming. That, that, that kind of idea, the ball being in, in view and in, in how many different times we see the ball and different, the ball is almost the hidden Mickey of Pixar. Yes. And uh, so those, those things are fun <clears throat> throughout. Now it's going to be fun kind of pointing those out as we go along. Number four for me, my good friend Sigourney Weaver used to say. <laughs> what? I totally don't get that. Have you not seen Vining Dory yet? Uh-uh. No, oh, okay. So in Finding Dory, the voice of the like aquarium mm-hmm. is Sigourney Weaver, okay. and it's actually Sigourney Weaver. Right. And she says, "This is Sigourney Weaver," and all the instructions for the park are that. And so Dory will say stuff like, "My good friend Sigourney." Oh, says, nice. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Toy Story films because it's going to give me an excuse on Disney to talk about toys and my relationship with toys growing up and collecting toys then later on. And then we won't, yeah, anyhow. Me um, too. We won't be talking Toy Story 3. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but I am looking forward to that because th- that's the other thing that the, I think, and just in general, these Pixar films are going to give us a chance to talk about the themes of these Pixar movies beyond just the things that are on the surface, because all of these movies tend to be about something, you know, and that's what they're all super deep. That's the thing. And that's why they work so well. I think is they don't dumb down their thematic content for a younger audience. 
you know, and it's something that can stick with kids throughout. So I'm looking forward to that kind of stuff. All right, my number three, all the really unique characters yes. Pixar has given us. Yes. There are some crazy cool characters. I mean, Wally mm-hmm. and Eve. Well, now, Wally, um, Wally, we're going to do a lot of comparisons with Wally and Johnny Five. So before we get to Wally, Teresa, I will have made you watch Short Circuit and Short I've Circuit 2. Okay, good, good. So we'll it's be. It's a Disney movie. No, it's not. Is it? Oh, well, is, I feel like it is. Is it touched on? Maybe I don't know, but I, it came out if like it was around in that time frame when I was watching like Flight of the Navigator and Batteries Not Included. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I put it in that. But same there's category. so many unique characters. I mean, yes. you can take all the characters from Toy Story, obviously, but mm-hmm. there's just like Kevin uh, <laughs> from Up, um, Doug. Let's see. Well, and <laughs> and they do things in Toy Story also, or not in Toy Story with Pixar. They get us attached to characters. I mean, Bing Bong. Bing Bong. You know? <laughs> Not uh, funny. I'm the sorry. Cock- Again, I'm uncomfortable. Right. Because he dies. And, so. You had to say it just like that, didn't you? He just, fades. He fades away. I know. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it until we have to. <laughs> oh, God. Tell Riley to, to something for me. You oh, God. Up. Okay. Um, Moving on. <laughs> You're killing me over here. Oh, Go my to gosh. Go to your number three. Go number three. Well, surprisingly enough, the I'm looking forward to the how many times do I cry counter. Yes, and, we have to do something like and that. And I will be I will be clocking the amount of times I cry in these films. That. Yeah, That needs to be a new part of Disney Vault Talk. Well, it's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming cry. because these Pixar movies will get me. Um, especially, like, I'm getting choked up just thinking about Bing Bong because you kept on. And I think we should. I think we should rate these films. Okay. Mm-hmm. We should rate them at the end the, on their level of how much it's going to make you cry. With their crime. Like, okay, the crime meter. The crime meter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. I like it. <clears throat> we'll All right. It. My number two. Highlighting depression and oh. specifically childhood depression. I'm really excited about highlighting depression. You can just listen to our Fox and the Hound episode to hear that. <laughs> it's inside out, guys. <laughs> it's going to be the next Fox and the Hound. We know where we need to go. Yeah, I don't. Okay, and I, you know what? I no, am. No, I'm, I'm really, I actually am very excited to talk about this. I am too. Why, but you go first. Well, I'm, I am too because <laughs> I think that I don't know. Well, well, we'll get to talk about the terms depression and that sort of thing when we get there because I think that it's less about childhood depression and more about just growing up and, and dealing with emotions, especially when you start hitting that, you know, that pubescent age and, and everything just starts firing and changing and all that stuff. It's, God, what a beautiful movie. Inside Out, is just, it's going to be so much. It might be a three-parter, guys. Maybe. I... So I'm really excited about talking about Inside Out because I am a diagnosed high-functioning depressive, and I've been like that since I was mm-hmm. in middle school, about uh, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And I've gone to a lot of therapy, and it's actually something that I enjoy going to, and I've had to learn a lot in the whole, you know the realm of coping skills and, and all kinds of things that a lot of people don't learn about because they never go and seek help when they should. Mm -hmm. And I'm also a high functioning anxiety. So I have two mental health conditions that I deal with on a daily basis. And it's just this movie to me, when I saw it, I was bawling and it was, I was bawling because it was emotional for me, but also because I was like, 
freaking finally. You know, let's get real. Like, oh, I use this movie to talk about mental health in my health classes, actually. It's, uh, love it. It's a, it is a great movie. I'm looking forward to it. And if that means we get to talk about our therapy experiences, then I'm really looking forward to that because I had the worst counselor ever at one point and I can't wait to tell everyone the story of Pat. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh, Now I'm laughing that out of uncomfortable. That actually kind of leads into your number two. <laughs> yeah, my number two is finding excuses not to cover Toy Story three. I <laughs> I was I, listen, no lie. I've been unpacking, and I and so I had box upon box upon boxes of DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. And so the other day I'm 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 unpacking and I'm in the S slash T section of my Blu-rays box and um I'm pulling stuff out and here comes out the Toy Stories and there's Toy Story three and I almost just dropped it in the trash. I was almost like, I can't. I've got to have an excuse not to ever have to watch this thing again. Um, <laughs> that movie kills me, and I don't even... Whew, I Listen, yeah. I hate Lotto Bear. Mm. I hate him. And when I'm at the Disney, the Disney parks and I walk by a plush of Lotso, I punch it in the face. Well, they're not all bad. Not all the Lotsos are bad? Right. Just the one? Just the one. Well, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, my number one. I'm so excited. <laughs> Getting to share my love of cars. Oh, uh, yeah. And why it's the best Pixar movie. I was born in the South. Sometimes I have a big mouth when I see something that I don't like. I gotta say it. Yes, <laughs> it's coming, it's coming, and then there's Cars Two, which is meh. and then Cars Three, which I still haven't seen. Oh my god! Um, I tell you what, springboarding off of that, I'm looking forward to The Incredibles, and yeah, talking about that's it. That's gonna be real fun I with you. love The Incredibles, and I love all the little Easter eggy things in there, and the different superpowers, and the different things that go on, and the retro feel of it, and Man, I you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun geek out session on all these things. I the the deal is to me I've not seen a bad Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen some that aren't as good as others, but I've not seen a bad one. And I'm really you're talking about we're just gonna be hitting quality film after quality film after quality film with these things. And it's just I think it's gonna be fun. I think the doors of discussion they're going to be opened up are going to be really interesting, and I'm just absolutely looking forward to to, to the whole thing, but especially once we get to Incredibles. Um, because that that movie, for me, has as much life lesson in it for all of us as just about anything else with this, and, and the way they the way they pull it off through, especially some of the things that Dash says and everything, is just fantastic so i'm gonna need you to give me a list of things that i need to research mm-hmm. like before i go back and rewatch the incredibles to, uh, so that i can actually like um like research and prepare so i can catch all the things so you need to like make me a list okay well i mean it's just you know it's your typical easter egg stuff but it's also just the idea of the different superpowers that are there and and you know who they may be Giving a call back to and what this character looks like and that character. I'm gonna like research so hard for this. All right. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so freaking ready. <laughs> I'm gonna research my butt off. I'm gonna do it. 
gonna wreck it. All right, I'm getting back in here because now it's time for get back over to the what, Facebook. Yeah, what our vaulties are excited about. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Well, um, push the button. Justin says, as far as the Pixar, uh, he says the movies one Finding Nemo. Uh, Toy Story, he concludes all three films in this, Wally, Ratatouille, and Inside Out being the top five things he's looking forward to us covering with the Pixar movies. Um, Amanda Reynolds, your favorite, your new favorite emailer, um, says, uh, looking forward to Pixar, The Emotions, Steve geeking out over The Incredibles. Thank you, Amanda. Getting to hear what you guys, getting to hear you guys dive into my favorite Pixar film, Inside Out, hearing what Teresa thinks of the other Pixar films outside of Cars and Nemo. <laughs> Hearing Steve run away with a squirrel joke. This has to be a running game. Oh, that's true. I, you know what? I, I do love the squirrel joke, by the way. Um, uh, as a bonus, she puts her five favorite Pixar films. Toy Story 3 at number five. The Incredibles 4, 3 up. Toy Story at 2 and number one inside out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Matt Marks says... Top five things about Pixar. Number five, Spanish Buzz and Mr. Tortilla Head in Toy Story. Hey, I got to tell you straight up, Mr. Tortilla Head is one of the funniest things. That is the one thing that may cause me to watch Toy Story 3 is just to see him do Mr. Tortilla Head. It's pretty funny. It Number four, Toy Story. Number three, the intro to Inside Out. Number two, the intro to Up. Number one, Finding Nemo. Mm. Carissa says, number five, whimsy, to vital, whimsy is vital to life. Indeed. Number four. Suspension of disbelief is real. You cannot hope to survive being dragged behind a car unless you are a toy. That's true. Number three, claw machines. Oh, the claw has spoken. That was like Stitch. Well, I can't help. The claw. They, oh, the claw. I can't. I mean, nope. they go. No, <laughs> no, Stitch is more like this. Stitch. Ohana means family. <laughs> Number two, rounded edges on everything. There are no sharp corners. Oh, wow. I'm going to pay attention to that. Number one, they are chalk, they are chalk block full of good That's, feeling and humor for block. kids. And chalk chalk block. Chalk, mm -hmm. What is that? When you're chalk block full, I mean, you're just pumped. That's a, I think it's a candy bar term. Oh. Mm -hmm. Full of humor for kids and adults. <clears throat> for kids and adults of all ages. Kids and adults of all ages. All right. Uh, let's see. Cliff says, can't wait to go into the Pixar movies, especially The Incredibles and the beginning sequence of Up to Infinity and Beyond. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's look at our email. You know, Cliff also says in his comment, since Disney owns the Muppets, why not include their films as well? Just a thought. That could be something fun to do for marathon episodes, is throw in a Muppet oh, yeah. movie. All right. Christy Morris. So her top five things about Pixar. Also the music, because, man, You've Got a Friend in Me hits me in the feels every time. That's, like, really the only song, though. <laughs> well, there's that one song about Jessie when she's getting left behind and everything. And, it's, um, like, depressing. Yeah. There's and, the one song from Monsters that they sing at the end. Is there not a song from Brave? There is, but it's not really super memorable. Oh. I mean, I know I can hear it in my head, but I couldn't sing you mm -hmm. the lyrics. That says something to me. 
And, I mean, for me, there's more songs from the Cars movies just because they're kind of more poppy, catchy songs. Not really songs. They're sort of background. They're not actual... They're not like Disney songs, you know? Right. Like well, I mean, canon films. Like, look, this, look this ditty from The Incredibles. Yeah. You know, it's very much like... But the, it's all soundtrack right. stuff. Right. It's all score. Yeah. Score. That's the word. All right, uh, number four. The way the Pixar films seem to all be trying to remind us to never lose your childish enthusiasm, the films have always reminded me that although we all have to grow up, we never have to let go of our will to have fun and not care what others think while you're doing that, a.k.a. Inside Out when Riley jokes around with her mom and dad at home, running around, or remembers her imaginary friend, Bing Bong. There's Bing Bong again. Mm -mm, Shut your mouth. Number three, the range of new film ideas they have explored so far and that the sky, nay, the galaxy is the limit, such as what in the world would be like if we kept trashing it in Wally. However, it will come across like, however, it still comes across like a kind reminder to be good to your planet, not preachy. You know what it comes across as a kind reminder of to me? And, and you'll hear this joke again when we get to Wally is, they act like it's a bad thing to be overweight, just floating around in a chair all day, enjoying life. I, I, if that's the future, sign me up. <laughs> the animation and its detail, especially in Monsters, Inc., if you look at each of the monsters and the time it must have taken to create hair, strange shapes, and for every monster to be so unique. It's amazing. And her number one, the humor. All of these have a great way of joking in the dialogue that can appeal to both children and adults without being overtly adult. Mm-hmm. Good points, good points. And that's something a lot of other animated films haven't figured out, is how not to be, how, how not to be full of innuendo while they're trying to appeal to kids and adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A.K.A. DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. And some of those other animation studios. Yeah, well, Pixar's coming. It's coming. We're almost there. We're getting there. We are almost there. So, everybody. So, buckle in. We have a new. We have a new list mm-hmm. that we have to look at. Oh crap! You know what we didn't do, Teresa? What? <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by Tops. Oh hey hey yeah. Tops, how's it going? Teresa, do you know since 1950, Tops has been making collectible trading cards since they put their first baseball cards in with a pack of their bubble gum. And oh. nowadays, there's no more gum, but it's all trading cards. Everything from baseball uh, to the Star Wars Journey to the Last Jedi trading card set. Now, coming in December is going to be the Last Jedi trading card set proper, and Tops does a jam-up job with these things. They, uh, they have their base parallel sets with the different colors and all, as well as your chase cards. That's your sketch cards. That's your, uh, your autograph cards and the very super rare double and triple autograph cards. So... Um, check them out. Check out Tops and their products at a retailer or hobby store near you. And definitely don't forget the Star Wars Card Trader app. Isn't that right, Teresa? It's awesome. What have you been What have you been chasing now lately in the Trader app? It's called Galactic Fun, and mm-hmm. it's in the Padawan store. Yeah. So it's like only 2,500 credits, and you get five cards, and the odds of getting an insert are like 1 in 10, so you kind of almost always get one. Yeah. I mean, not always, but like... Anyway, I got the Wicked one. It's awesome. Oh wow! Now is that a is that like the animated cell? Yeah, it's like kind of cartoony looking. Mm-hmm. Great. It's awesome. Yeah, that is really cool. My app still won't work. 
Did you email the the support people? Well, I can't even log in to email the support people. So You don't have to. I'll give you all the details that you need. They fixed everything for me. Okay. Well, I'll get in touch with them then. Sounds good. Um, but that's tops. Check out the Trader app. And apparently they help you out when you need to. That's a great ad advertisement for them. On the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android. Uh, tops. Rediscover Tops. Rediscover the joy of collecting. So, Pixar coming up. Looking forward to it. Yep. We have an all-new all new list. Mm-hmm. So, we no longer are looking at the old list. I'm telling myself that because I'm bookmarking this new list. <laughs> what, is, what is the new list? What do you mean by that? Well, the list that I used to have was, you know, it had, like, all the films on it. Mm-hmm. And so, this list is just Pixar. And the cool thing about this particular list is it gives me the director, the story, the screenplay, producers, and composers right. to where I can see them all. It's very cool. Uh, so, first, we I'll give you guys our first three. Pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. Toy Story, yep. A Bug's Life, yep. and Toy Story 2, all directed by John Lasseter and written by John Lasseter and Friends. Wait, Toy Story and, 2 was the third Pixar movie? Mm -hmm. I thought they had something before that. I thought they had something nope. between A Bug's Life and that. Wow. Mm -mm. And then all three of these films, <clears throat> these are your fun facts for today, all three of these films were composed by, the first four films actually were composed by Randy Newman. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool. And one more fun fact. So we're going to go, we're going to start in 95. Mm -hmm. And then they take a break and they don't have another one until 98. So A Bug's Life was in 98. So was it that long? Yeah. That's amazing. I thought it was a little bit shorter time frame than that. Yeah. I'm so yeah. looking forward to getting into these movies. I really am. I haven't watched A Bug's Life in years. I just rewatched that for the first time in a really long time, maybe a year ago or so. And I was like, oh, this is actually good. Because in my head, I always had it as it wasn't that great. Oh, I remember it just being hilarious. Well, and now I know. Yeah. So And scary at the same time. That big old grasshopper dude. And since we're talking about it right now, and we may not be starting Toy Story until possibly after Thanksgiving, we'll just mm -hmm. kind of have to see. Uh, Coco, the newest Pixar film, comes out on November 22nd of this month. So it's coming out here shortly, and it's going to be amazing. The, the music's by Michael Giacchino. It has a great voice cast. You guys need to get out and go see it. Mm -hmm. Go take your family over Thanksgiving and go check out Coco. I may have to do that. I may have to do mm -hmm. that. You know what, Teresa? One thing that I did not remember to actually mention, one of the things that I enjoyed looking back, was um, how often we got this stuck in people's heads. Broken my head, not fun. I said seagulls. Hmm. Stop it now. So thank you're welcome, everybody. In the words of the Rock. So people are asking us what our new season is going to be. Is it going to be DVT two, DVT part two, or DVT <laughs> Pixarded? And somebody well, said, mm, "I don't like Pixarded." <laughs> I don't either. Somebody said, uh, it, Blessed Cheesemaker says Pixar Vault Talk. Well, Pixar doesn't have a vault, actually. Mm -mm, no. There is no vault. All these movies are out for, for you to buy and rent, and they don't have a vault. So, mm -hmm. Pixar Talk? Or how about just Disney Vault Talk? We're going to keep no it with Disney Vault Talk because we're also going to be jumping around to old Disney movies. Once, listen, 
once we get the Pixar stuff, isn't going to take us as long as it took us to get through the canon films. Yeah, because there's not there's not as many. I think I don't want to. I'm going to just say it right. There are only eighteen as of right now, right like today. There are so, eighteen, and then when Coco comes out, nineteen. So, I mean, yeah. two years instead of ten. Instead so. of four, yeah. So we look we. We could be busting through these things pretty quickly, and then before you know it, we're looking back at the live action films, and so it will be, you know, we're so it's Disney. We Bolt definitely Talk. have to pick those though. Like we've got to get, we need to say like, okay, we're gonna do pirates, or you know, we're gonna do, I don't know, robot movies. Robot movies, <laughs> such as we want, like Flight of the Navigator. Okay, yeah, batteries yeah. not included. Like, mm-hmm. and then we have to decide like, is it gonna? Do they have to be done by Disney or is it Touchstone? I I think we like, need to stay away from Touchstone until we do actual, till we do all the actual Disney films that we want to do. All of them. No, until we do all the ones that we want to do. Mm-hmm. And then we move out, we branch out into Touchstone. I say after we finish Pixar, we do some of the ones that are Disney, but were not like actual Disney. Like a goofy canon. movie? Like a goofy movie and mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. I mean, if I have to watch it, I will. Come on, Steve. You're not... like Yogi Boogie. I'm just not... <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> He's kind of like a big monster guy that's neon green, and he's the bad guy. Okay, I'll be the bad guy. I'm just not a big Tim Burton guy. You can be the heel. <clears throat> the heel? Uh, heel Steve? Hashtag heel Steve? Hashtag heel Steve. There you go. We don't have to do all the Tim Burton ones, just just Nightmare. Right. We don't have to do the, all the others. I didn't know there uh, were others. Corpse Bride. Oh, is that Disney related? It's, it's Burton... Burton Disney mashup situation. Hmm. I didn't realize that. Um, uh, <clears throat> those are weird because they're not technically Disney, you know. So yeah. they're they're Disney, but not. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll work it out. We'll get there. But we for, don't know. I mean, why are we talking about what we're going to do next? We I haven't even started this. Thing. Yeah, exactly. We got to get into Pixar, and that's what we're going to be doing with our next episode, which is going to be Toy Story. So, Mylanta, here we go. Buzz and Woody and the whole gang. Slinky the dog. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get to talk about Ernest. Oh, it's going to oh, be great. We get to talk about we get to talk about um, the the speak the spell guy. The speaking spell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good times. Etch a sketches everything. It's going to be great. So, tune in. Moving uh, buddy. Everyone make sure you have one. Have a moving buddy. Oh, I've got a great story about two simple words. Not today, and we'll <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk about it all. It's going to be a great episode as we have Toy Story coming up next. As we uh, jump into Pixar, the Disney side of things on Pixar. Until then, Teresa, how can people get in touch with us? Send us an email at vaulttalk at gmail.com. We want to know what you guys think we should do regarding new Disney movies as they come out. So send us an email to vaulttalk at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Disney Vault Talk, or you can find our group, the Guardians of the Gulliverse, on Facebook. You can go to geekoutonline.com slash group. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Disney Vault Talk. I am on both as well at Ice Cold Penguin. Steve is at Steve Glosson. And follow the entire network of Gulliver shows at Gulliver's. 
And uh, if you want to support the shows, there are Amazon links and uh, Think Geek links and Entertainment Earth links and all kinds of links at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. Fandango links coming up on Geek Out Loud. A chance for you to win a $25 uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi Fandango gift card. So uh, be tuning in to Geek Out Loud soon for that. And uh, support, use those links and support the shows. We really appreciate it when you do that. If you want to support the shows directly, there is uh, patreon.com slash geekoutloud. And if you'd like to start getting in your holiday orders for t-shirts, you can do so by going to geekoutonline.com slash shirts, plural. And uh, you'll find various shirts that are coming soon. We're going to get our Disney Vault Talk shirts back up in the store, as well as the first ever Bobby the Blue Whale shirt from the Big Honkin' Show. So check those out. That wraps us up. Looking forward to Pixar. Until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Teresa. May all your days be magical. And may all your dreams come true. We'll see you on the next Vault Talk. Did I say it wrong? All your wishes. Oh, all your wishes. And all your dreams. Well, a dream is a wish your heart makes. A dream is a wish your a dream is a wish your heart makes. Just everybody have a great everything. I hope y'all feel like (laughs) cotton candy when it's all said and done. We'll see you.